Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your high priestess for this evening. Halloween is just around the corner. And when I say around the corner, I mean in like two days. Yes. And so we have a very special Halloween episode for you guys tonight. That will be posted on time. Yes. We shall see. If you're hearing this and Halloween is two days away, that means Ricky did it on time. Yes. We if hope not, so. We're going to let Monica hit him with one of the broomsticks. Just check the post date, because <laughs> you might hear this later. Um, but before we get to that, we just did our first Shadowfest ritual for you guys. Yes, we did. And, and we hope you liked it. Yeah, we hope you guys liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. And it was it was definitely different doing one over Zoom. But, we, I mean, we've been doing rituals over Zoom now, like, right. since quarantine started. Yeah. Um, but this was a little different, and... The thing that I honestly loved it, like, I, I feel like it definitely had power. Like, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. But the part that I loved was that we were still, like, our derpy selves. Like, yeah. you were like, what's the chat? I was like, what? What do you mean, what's the <laughs> chat? What the fuck? And I, like, could not get it out of my mouth. <laughs> I kept on messing it up, too. It's crazy. But I always do that. Even, even in regular ritual, I do that. I just can't. I look at somebody else and I get confused. It's crazy. I have to just focus, you know? Yeah, like, I can't look at other people when we're doing, like, a long yeah, chant. No, like, no. I'll never forget that one Beltane fucking no, my none God, of that us. was so funny. That was just hysterical. Right? <laughs> none of us could get it right. And we were trying to, like, weave the Beltane ribbons, and we were all just fucking that thing up. And I think by the time we were done, because, like, it was just, like, such an epic fail on that chant that we weren't even chanting more. I think we're all just laughing yeah, at ourselves. Yeah, we were laughing at ourselves. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but we hope you guys liked it. Like, we haven't really, like... We've gotten a little bit of feedback. Norma yeah, said yeah. she liked it. Yeah, but, but I didn't, like... we didn't get too much feedback. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, let's also know about the camera work. Was that a... Uh... Well, I will say, I think the best part of the ritual was the very, very beginning when this very handsome face was just on the camera going, how do I turn it around? <laughs> oh, you. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, like, if any of you guys attended, because we did have a good amount of people attending, and, you know, we thank you guys. But yeah, give us some feedback, because we're definitely um, looking forward to doing to doing more of yes, that. and absolutely. Expanding our witchiness. So yes, that absolutely. would be good. So what are you drinking tonight, girl? Sapporo. All right. Which I think is a first on the show. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I like Sapporo. No. Sapporo? We've had it plenty of times. On just the don't show. Say yeah. Really? I don't remember. You just never say anything. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't remember, so. My, my memory, that's kind of terrifying. Anyway, it's it's a Japanese beer, and it's more like a, a really dry one. I like dry beers. It's not bad. Um, It's not. It's more like, it's a little chilly now, I think, for, well, for beer in general, a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But this is like a really excellent one for the summer, too, because it's pretty crisp. Yeah. So I do like that because it's very refreshing. Well, I am drinking my Bailey's because it's nice and cozy. Cool and warm. Cool and warm at the same time. Right? So, so yeah. Monica-isms. Like yeah. Monica-isms, <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of your Baileys, in a wine glass. Yes. Um, In the Facebook group. So, if you guys are listening to this and you're not on the Facebook group, we do have a private Facebook group. It's awesome. And I feel like that's a really good way for you to interact with other listeners and interact with us. I definitely feel like I've started to kind of, like, grow relationships with people from like interacting with them on the Facebook. Absolutely, yes. Um, and so I recently just put up a post that I am going to Florida and I will be road tripping yes, back home. 
Um, but Jen was talking about how when I get back that we should take a trip to Temecula to go visit her um, for wine Tem tasting. Oh, yeah, and we have a, and we can also um, we have a cousin brother in Temecula too. Yes, and we also have to go see Kate. Yes, wherever she is. So, yes, yeah, she's yeah, in the northern. Yeah, so we can definitely do a little California tour. But speaking of my road trip, so yes. first an announcement for our listeners. Um, I land in Orlando November 4th, and then from there I will be kind of bouncing all around Florida, including the Everglades, Key West, Miami, and then going up to Savannah. Ah. And so that's all going to be within the first um, week of November. So hit me up if you guys are in that area or if you're wondering if I'm going to be in your general area because I'll probably be traveling for about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so you can email me, uh, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com or hit me up through Instagram, whether it's through winespiritsandwitches or Intuitive Shauna. But let's set up a reading or a healing or just like a glass of wine with the wine spirits and witches witch. Like let's, let's do something because I will be in your area. The second announcement about my road trip, and this one is brand new information even from Monica, uh -oh. is um, we may have actually just redirected our trip. Oh. So, if this goes the way it's looking like it's going, which I'm super excited about, I, I will be seeing Vinny in a couple weeks. Oh my weeks. god, oh my god. So, I really hope that's how it works out. Um, oh, wow. Lily, my I'm driving with my friend Lily who owns a vintage shop, so she's kind of going and trying to procure different um, inventory and stuff, and she's not getting as much as she would like, and we were going to kind of drive through the same states back home, mm. and so I was talking to her today to get an update on her trip. She's like, would you mind going more north? I'm like, like where? She's like, Pennsylvania. I'm like, you bet yeah, your ass I'm down. So, yeah, well, I mean, we're already going to be just driving up, so, like, what the hell? So, we might be doing that. Wow. Um, I'm so jealous now. So jealous. I have already messaged him to let him know. Oh, wow. Because I was very, like, I felt like a, like one of my dogs when you're like, do you want a cookie? And it's like, what? Of course I want a fucking cookie. Right, so, right. I had one of those moments. Um, so, hopefully, I will know later oh, this wow. week. So, I know it's definitely going to be all around Florida and then Savannah. And then from there, like, are we going north or do we take a left and come home? I don't know. We will find out. Okay. So. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Right? Yeah. One last announcement and then we'll get right down to the spooky business. Okay. Our darling Ricky has been working his little producer butt off and getting us on all of the... Uh, podcast platform so we're on Stitcher we are on Spotify SoundCloud iTunes I think we're on Google I was just about to ask did we finally get on that yeah I think we're on Google Podcast too um, so we are all over the place and I know that the oh still Apple... trying to get us on iHeartRadio and yes. um, I need to figure out Amazon Music there we go so he, he's working on it and he's getting all those technical things done for us Great. Um, so if you are listening and you have Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please um, rate us and review us. I think there's like a little star option so you can give us stars. But also if you just write a review, that would be super, super helpful. We yeah, would really we would appreciate that. that. And appreciate it, of course. Yes. Um, and with that said, we are going to go into our awesome spooky Halloween episode. And I am going to let you go first. Okay. And I'm super proud of you. My little spookster over here learning about haunted dolls. Okay. Today, my doll we're going to be talking about is Annabelle the doll. Yeah. So this doll was given as a birthday present to a young nurse named Donna by her mother in 1970 for her 28th birthday. 
and she was thrilled with the doll, so she took it home where she lived with a roommate named Angie. Before long, the two girls started noticing that Annabelle seemed to move around that the room on her own accord. Mm, interesting. She would leave her in the living room only to find her behind locked doors when she returned home. A little scary. So then they started finding notes from this doll left around the house reading, help me. And it was on parchment paper, which they did not even have in the house. So that I would that doll would have been out the fucking door if that was me. Okay, <laughs> all right. So she's a raggedy Ann looking doll. She's not like the movie that it depicts her as a porcelain doll. So anyway, um, Angie's boyfriend Lou never liked the doll and said get rid of her. He just didn't like her. But one day he heard rustling in the bedroom, and he thought it was an intruder. So he went to to find out well, who was in the bedroom, and he found Annabelle laying on the floor face down. And then he felt um, like a searing on his chest and looked down and found bloody claw marks running and blood running down. Two, late, two days later, the marks were gone without a trace. After that, they invited a medium over to figure things out. So this medium came over and she told them that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins, whose body was found years earlier on the site where the apartment was built. She said they they spent just she just wanted to be loved this the spirit so feeling bad for the spirit, um, they decided to let her reside within the doll. <coughs> ah, eventually, an attempt to rid the, their home of Annabelle doll spirit, they called an Episcopal priest in Father Hegan, who um, then called his superior, um, who alerted Ed and Lorraine Warren. So they came along, and they believed there was activity, and it, it was actually a demon force, a demonic force in search of a human host. Some signs were the tele teleportation, the materialization of the paper, and the mark of the beast on Lou's chest. They ordered an, an exorcism of the apartment to be performed by this priest called Father Cook. After that, they took the doll from the nurse's home, the, the, the Warrens they did and they buckled her in the back seat of the car and decided to take the streets home because they were afraid to do the highway in case any antics were to occur. On the way home the brakes started to fail almost crashing the car several times so Ed pulled holy water out and doused the doll with it and then the brakes were fine again. They placed the doll in Ed's study and uh, um he started reporting that the doll was levitating and moving around the house, no less. Finally, they decided to lock her up for good. They had this special little case made of glass and wood, and in, the, in it was carved the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer. And Ed also said, said a binding prayer to keep her bound in that space. Um, so after that, things really started to get interesting because... Uh, people would come to see her. So this couple came to see her, and they were just making fun of this damn doll. And, you know, the, the people there were like, mm -mm, um, don't make fun of her. You'll be sorry. Well, on the way home, they came on a motorcycle. Uh, they got it, and they were goofing on her the whole ride home, and it seems that they crashed into something, and he got killed, mm -hmm. and she survived. Okay. Um, so then there's other stories about... Um, you know, not making fun of her. There was a priest that came before this that didn't believe in it, and he crashed his brand new car, but he survived as well. 
So this doll is now behind glass and no one is allowed to even open the glass. It says do not open. Positively do not touch. Do not touch this. Do not open. Do not make fun of it. And that is the story of Annabelle. And she lives somewhere in um, Connecticut. Some, some museum in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. The Warren Museum. Yeah, the Warren Museum. So she is a freaky doll. She, I would not care to meet her. I don't care if I want to meet her or not. But she caused havoc. Just don't make fun of these dolls, okay? Because they, your life will be done. Approach it with respect. And it is the most dangerous object in the museum, they claim. I can see that. She is definitely like the most famous. Um, it, it's in their house, this museum. And oh, it's is in it? Connecticut, where it at least was originally in their house. I think it started as like a room in their house because, you know, the Warrens are really famous paranormal investigators. Like but they're they, all, did. they have deceased. They both died. Yeah. Both yeah, gone. they have both died. Yeah. Um, but this was still, like, this was in, um, I want to say it was 2016 or 2017. I believe Lorraine Warren was still alive at the time. And I, Ricky and I were in New York visiting my best friend. And she's not too far away from Connecticut. She's not too far away right. from where they were. Oh, wow. And so... I really, really wanted to go, and I was, and Emily agreed. Ricky actually agreed because we know how much Ricky loves all my haunted bullshit. Right. Um, but I couldn't get any kind of confirmation on whether or not we could actually go to the museum. I don't think it's as easy, maybe as it used to be. Wow. To go, so I know that some people have, but it's not like open, open. But oh, that's too bad. But Annabelle is that. So, what do you think about that? Like with instances like that, what's what is your? Opinion? Oh, I believe that she, that was a demonic possession they the medium said it was the girl mm -hmm. and she claims that this this little spirit just wanted to be loved and, and nurtured and taken care of but she was kind of evil i mean you know she was like ven vengeance evil. she caused havoc you know if you don't she doesn't like what you're saying and yikes you know? i definitely think that she's demonic um i don't know how she came to be possessed and that's kind of the weird thing because everything that i know i believe that she was um she was a brand new doll. All right. You know, and so... <clears throat> but see, when they took it home to her house where this little girl was... That, that, that wasn't true, though. None of that was true. What do you mean? It wasn't true. So that, like, there, were, there was no little girl. There was no little girl. There was no little girl ghost. None of that was true. Really? Yeah, it wasn't true. So what happened with that was either... Because um, I, I don't think... Like, the medium wasn't bullshitting them. But either the demon just lied to the medium to get uh, that response and that reaction right or um or the medium just picked up on the wrong thing or something like that but there but, was no little annabelle higgins oh wow mm -hmm. okay well you know what the whole thing was this this demon wanted to help get get into a human body that mm -hmm. was its that was its goal yeah so basically what it kind of sounds like when it happened what, what it was is because you know in order for a, for a demon to like possess you or really come in for there to be a full on like demonic infestation you have to in your home, it. you have to invite it. You have to give it permission. Right. So it got that permission when the medium was like, "Oh, this little girl Annabelle just wants to be loved," and the girls were like, "Oh my God, we'll love you, Annabelle," because they did, and they were like, "Talk to her and put her in different places in the yeah, house." Yeah, they, they put a bracelet on her. Yeah, yeah. They did all this nice shit, and they gave her permission, and so that's how. She was able to become as powerful as she was in their home mm -hmm. and do that. And, you know, the boyfriend just wasn't digging it. He didn't like her. And so she fucked him up. Yep. You know, um, because he never really gave her permission. And he was like, fuck this. I'm out. Like, I'm not coming back till this doll is gone. Yeah. yeah he um, didn't like her from the get go. Mm -mm. 
No, but so but it tried it tried to get that permission and it got it. And so that's the tricky thing when it comes to demons is you have to remember like they're not honest. They'll lie and they'll misrepresent themselves. So you you know, and that's where you got to be careful about what spirits you're giving permission to with stuff yeah, like that cuz you, you, you really don't really don't, know. Don't mess with it unless you really know what you're doing. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know, do your research, you know, don't do it alone and don't do it off the cuff. You need to know what you're doing. And always don't have explicit trust in any of it because they will lie to you. Mm-hmm. This is the second time we've talked about this today. We were just talking about our friend that's dealing with her own, like, weird ghost shit and how I was saying. Yes, yes. You know? And it's going to try and get permission in a weird way. So, you know, when we look at these lower, lower vibrational entities and these kind of things, like, they... Just because you're giving permission to, like, a lie that they have fed you, it doesn't matter. They got that permission. Right. So, you know, and if you're someone that is, like, a ghost enthusiast or a haunted object enthusiast, like, that's cool. But you just have to have your precautions. Like, I have I have a couple haunted objects that I have. I don't have a humongous collection, but I do have a few. Um, my most, like, famous, so to speak, one is Stephanie, who's my rag doll. Mm-hmm. Um and she's cool. She's super cool. She's very friendly. She loves making friends. People like to hold her. People have given her presents. I've had like I've had fucking pizza parties with her. Like, you know, she's super cool. But if you disrespect her or like you do something against her wishes, like she she can go really dark. I got her from an antique store and they just like kind of like threw her in with all the other stuff and then all this weird stuff started happening in the store Mm. and they started to kind of realize like something was up something was was wrong you know and um one of the owners even told me she's like i don't know what's wrong with me i've been and like i wasn't even like that tight with her at the time i was just like coming in to look but we knew each other and she's like i don't know what's wrong with me like i've been i've been so depressed like all i do is cry now like and i kind of want to kill myself and it was just so weird that she, like, said that to me. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, what's in this place that's, like, messing with you like that? Um, and then that same week, her friend had come over to hang out with her and stuff like that. And her friend, driving home, had to pull over because she was just so overcome with this sorrow. Mm. And stuff. Like that. that's when, like, we figured out that it was Stephanie and stuff like that. But we've, we, I figured out how to deal with her. But it also, with her coming home with me, had to have very strict guidelines on what she was allowed to do we we had that talk before i brought her in the house wow um and i was actually just gonna borrow her for a class and i was so excited to have her that even though my husband strongly disagrees with my habit of ghosts he actually bought her for me as a wedding anniversary present wow Wow, he has his moments where he's pretty cool that's awesome have you ever experienced anything like where you feel like uh like a spirit was lying to you though um, when, when we do the Ouija board sometimes, yes. hmm Absolutely. And is it just like a vibe or like, how do you, um, well, you know, you know, you're doing the Ouija board trying to get spirit to talk to you, someone in particular, you like kind of, you think it's somebody in particular and then they answer you and you know, it's not there. Yeah. Cause it's always good to ask questions that like that person should know the answer to and stuff like that. Yeah. I've had things in, um, investigations where like. Sometimes, like, I could sense the spirit, but you, I could also sense that, like, it was trying to hide from me so that, like, I wouldn't oh. know that it was there. And that's always the weirdest thing. Like, when I know that the spirit's there and it's, like, trying to hide, I'm like, why are you doing that? Right. You know? Um, but sometimes I wonder about that. Like, when, we're, when I'm doing these investigations and stuff, it just, like, it makes me leery because some people will say it's very, like, you know, like, fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost over here. Right. And then I think about that story with Annabelle, and I'm like, mm, mm. are 
Are you sure, though? So, you know, even if, like, if these girls had even just welcomed Annabelle in and maybe had stricter guidelines with her, maybe it would... I mean, they still welcomed her in, so maybe not. Maybe that's all that it needed. But really, it's not like we really knew that much about it. So it's not like they knew better, but it's just like, you know, if this is something that you guys want to do, like my friend um, Johnny, my ghost daddy, he has all sorts of haunted objects. Mm. Him and his boyfriend, Brandon, they've got a ton. And it's just like one of those things where like Johnny is very welcoming to these spirits and he's very nice to them and gives them like little gifts and stuff Mm. like that. Um, And he's never really had a problem. Wow. with any of them and so he's i do lucky. feel like yeah he's lucky he's very protective um his boyfriend actually listens to our show his boyfriend's a witch so that's nice like you know they're both witchy so they kind of have a vibe for it but i feel like he's kind of welcoming sometimes so hopefully i'm not jinxing that but yeah 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 but it's it's trippy but yeah definitely have your guidelines with it absolutely so my haunted doll mm-hmm. is robert Robert, Robert the, doll. the doll. I bet everyone is so sick of me talking about Robert the doll. I know I mentioned it on the last episode, but I'm actually going to Florida and I'm gonna go meet Robert the doll. Wow. It was like my major motivation for going. I'm so excited. I've already even called the museum and everything to verify that they are open. Good. All of it. Um, and I feel like all I do is talk about him, which is actually a bad thing um, because it can, like, summon his energy. So I really got to just cool my tits here. Yeah, really, seriously, you better. <laughs> look at Ricky's just giving me this dirty look and just shaking his head. Yeah, because you don't want you don't want that energy, if it's negative, following you back. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just fine. I'm going to bring my black tourmaline. Um, I think I have a special bottle of Four Thieves vinegar. Put a white handkerchief behind your neck. Yep, yep. I'm going to do all those things. I've... I've actually been running that through my head, especially because we're going to Savannah after, and Savannah's very haunted as well. So I'm like, okay. And I'm going with my friend who is sensitive, Mm -hmm. but not super, super sensitive and not super educated in all of this, but she knows it's real. So I know that I have to kind of go, like, spiritually packing for the both of us. Yeah, you should. Make Mm -hmm. sure you take all precautions. Yeah. So, to get me all hyped up, for this trip and get you guys in the spooky fucking spirit of the season let's talk about robert let's hear it so robert the doll is from key west florida and he was given to robert eugene otto in 1906 wow. and you robert eugene was four years old at the time so there's two different stories about how he got robert the doll the lesser known one is that his grandfather gave him the doll that he picked up while he was traveling through Germany. And um, it says here that the doll was manufactured by the, the Steve Company. Mm-hmm. Is I think how you say it? But here's the thing. is that the, By all means, like the doll's really huge. When you look at pictures of him, he's he doesn't big. look it's that big. It's a big fucking doll. Yeah. yeah, he's like three feet tall. Yeah. Um, and he's dressed like a little sailor and he has like a little pet dog thing like, I think it's supposed to be a dog some things will say that it's a lion though I don't feel like I've ever heard anyone say that Robert's pet is a dog but it kind of looks like a dog to me okay but he's dressed like a sailor but he's three feet tall and apparently like he was bought in Germany and um it he was actually not meant to be a doll he was a, like a little like a child's mannequin oh or like a clown costume wearer Hold on. Do, do, do. Yeah, a clown display. 
was like a clown display, um, is what it really was. So it's not even, according to this story that he was procured in Germany, he was never even meant to be a doll. Mm. Um, <clears throat> which kind of makes sense, because he is really big, but I mean, there was like really large porcelain dolls and stuff like that, so yeah. maybe. But the more popular story that we hear is that Robert Eugene was gifted Robert the doll from one of the servants. Mm. Um, that that worked at his house. So let's backtrack a little bit. The Aldos were a very affluent family, and Robert Eugene's parents were fucking assholes. Oh, wow. Okay, so they weren't nice to their to their servants, basically. And so the idea behind this story that is the predominant one is that this was more of an act of vengefulness and oh, wow. spite versus being nice to Robert Eugene. So in some stories you'll even hear that the doll was crafted in his likeness mm. to be fair i've never actually looked up a picture of eugene otto mm. um i've only looked up pictures of robert the doll but it's, but either way like it was about the same size as him and it was like love at first sight they became buddies so much so to the point that like this magnetism of this doll to this kid that um the kid actually gave the doll his first name wow. robert and from there on, he he let go of the first name, Robert. He's like, no, my name is Eugene. And everybody started calling him Gene. So he wouldn't even recognize Robert as his first name anymore. It was fully given to this doll. Mm. And he would carry him with him everywhere. He would play with him all the time. He The doll would be served plates of food at the dinner table. Mm. And he would instruct people to like ask him questions or be like, did you ask Robert like how his day was going? Mm. And stuff like that, which... That part I kind of get a little bit, though, because, like, when I was, like, really into dolls when I was a kid, like, I had this stuffed animal that was my bunny, and, like, she would get her own slice of pizza and stuff like that. Like, so I kind of did stuff yeah, like that when you were little. Yeah, yeah, it's kid stuff. But when it started to get weird was when they would walk past Eugene's um, bedroom door, and they would hear him talk to him, and they would hear Robert fucking answer back. Mm. And that's when things got weird because they were hearing two voices and they were like, whoa. And so there was a couple times, and this wasn't just the servants, but this was also the autos. This was Eugene's parents that were hearing this. Mm -hmm. And they were like, that's really crazy. Um, And I do think at certain times, like, it was reported that they actually finally heard Robert speak. Like, while Eugene was in the room. Because for a minute, they were thinking that maybe Eugene was just making two voices. But they could confirm that that wasn't the case. It was also really common for to hear giggles, like disembodied giggles, uh, like little tiny feet pitter-patter on the stairs, mm. and like slowly things started getting kind of like broken, things started getting trashed, and like at first, you know, Eugene was getting in trouble for it, because you know, he's a little boy, right. but he'd always be like, Robert did it. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, stop doing that, you know, and just kind of treating it just as it is, as you would with a little kid. Until one night, what started happening was they could hear this really big commotion coming from Jean's room, and Jean starts screaming, and they run in, and Robert is sitting on the foot of the bed, and all the furniture in his room was, like, tipped over and moved. Mm-hmm. So, first off, I feel like that would take, like, a lot of strength for a little kid to do that. Yeah, yeah. Especially because back in, like, the early 1900s, I'm assuming that was really, like, it was an Ikea particle board. It wow. was hefty wood. Right. Um, but they were like, you know, what's, what happened? Why did you do this? Oh, my God. And he was like, Robert did it. And he said that Robert, like, sat on the foot of his bed and then started moving stuff around. And from there, you know, it just kind of got worse and worse where that would happen a lot. And to the point where even the servants and the autos, Eugene's parents, even saw, would catch glimpses of, 
Robert the doll running around. Sure. And they'd see it, and they'd see him kind of, like, break things, and the giggling became more and more. Neighbors would report that they could see Robert moving from room to room in different windows of the house. Yeah. When the autos weren't home, but for the most part, like he took this doll with him everywhere, to the point where I think he was he was like a teenager at the time. He was getting older, and you know, like for the most part, dolls were really, especially at that time, seen like that's a girl's toy. Boys shouldn't play with that. And so Robert's aunt came to town, and she was like, "He's a boy. He shouldn't be playing with these." He's too old for this shit anyway. He needs to grow up. And she took Robert and she put him in the attic and locked him in the attic. Wow. Robert did not like that. Robert was like, this fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And you know what he did? He gave her a stroke and killed her. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, we, I mean, we could say that maybe that wasn't. Coincidence. Yeah, we could say it's a coincidence. Um, Robert was, I believe, at that time, promptly pulled down from the attic, according to certain stories, because Eugene was like, you should not do that. Like, he is not going to like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ended up eventually happening, though, was um, Eugene's parents moved, and so they moved to France. So they kept their, their house in Key West, but they moved to France. And once Eugene was there, he really started to blossom and do really well, because when he was living in Florida, he was very... Um, withdrawn he was very socially awkward um a lot of people didn't want to play with him because he was just that kid with that weird weird doll and he was just like a weird kid but he also just wasn't very social either but robert didn't go with him to france robert stayed in the attic Mm -hmm. and so eugene just kind of like became normal like and he went to art school and he actually is like a well-known artist very good yeah, and he met this girl named Anne. They got married. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. Until... They went back to Key West. He went back to Key West. His parents died. He inherited the house. Ah. So they went back to Key West. And I believe at this point, Robert... Had, uh, I'm sorry, Eugene had kind of forgotten all about Robert um, until he moved back home. And I don't know how much his wife did or didn't know about Robert at that time, but once they moved back in, Eugene got Robert out of the attic. out of the attic <clears throat> and actually gave Robert his own room. Mm. So Robert had his own bedroom. It had a window that faced the street that Robert could look out of and stuff like that. And, you know, when Gene wasn't busy working on his art, he would actually go and he would still talk to Robert. And, like, that bond and that just that magnetism automatically kind of just, like, reconnected all over again. And it got to the point where his wife, Anne, like, was not digging this. And she was like, I don't, I don't like this. Right. X, Y, and Z. And so um, she actually requested that Robert be locked back up in the attic. Reluctantly, Eugene did it. Mm-hmm. And little kids in the neighborhood started saying that, like, Robert, like, they could see Robert from the window on the way to school. And the neighbors started to kind of say so. They could hear pacing and footsteps in the attic and Robert's, like, signature giggle could be heard. Uh, And so when the little kids told him, like, oh, no, like, we see Robert in the window, he's like, what are you talking about? So he goes up to the attic, he's not there, and he goes and he looks in Robert's bedroom, and sure as shit, Robert's back in his Mm -hmm. bedroom. Mm -mm -mm. There was a couple more times that he did try and lock Robert back up in the attic, and each time Robert would find his way back to the bedroom. Mm So, do, 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 do. 
I'm just making sure that I got all of my things covered about the history of it. Some people even said that, like, when, like, the little kids, when they were telling Eugene that Robert was in the window, they'd eat, some of them even said that Robert would, like, make faces at them. Mm. Um, so, it is rumored that Eugene wrote it in his will that the house could be leased to other people um, after he died, as long as Robert stayed in the house. Wow. And I so I've read that. I've also there's a book that I read, I think it was called Haunted Objects or something, and this is where I first learned about Robert the Doll a couple years ago. Um Anne really was not a fan of Robert. Eugene's wife was not a fan of Robert. Um Eugene died, I believe, in nineteen seventy four and <laughs> she was like, That mofo's going back to the fucking attic mm-hmm. and she sent him back up there. I do believe that the house was rented for a period of time before it was bought. And when it was bought, the couple that bought it had a 10-year-old daughter. And she found Robert. And she loved him. And she thought he was so cool and she would play with him. Da-da-da-da-da. That honeymoon ended really, really quick, though. Because um, after a while, she started screaming in the middle of the night saying Robert was running around the room. He was doing stuff. Um, She was convinced that he was going to kill her and attack her. And it was enough that her parents believed her. So I'm wondering if there's a... Because I feel like everything I've read, like, very briefly touches on this. It will not tell you the name of the girl or the family that bought it. And good for them. Like, let them have their, you know, privacy respected. But um, it was eventually, like, they actually gave Robert away. They gave him to the East Martello Museum, which is in Key West, which is where Robert now resides. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in the house that Robert was from, it's called the Artist House, and it's still there. Um... I'm not sure if it's open to the public or if it's privately owned. Mm. That I'm not 100% on. But it's at 534 Eaton Street. And it was built between 1890 and 1898. Wow. But now he's at the East Martello Museum. Super excited to go there next Mm -hmm. week. Um, So they do have a couple things. It's like a historic museum that's supposed to highlight different things from that area of Key West and that community. And, you know, the autos, again, they were very, like... They're very prominent and rich in that community. And then Eugene went on to become a relatively famous artist. So it kind of makes sense that Robert's there. But Robert, in his own right, has kind of become his own little celebrity there. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people flock to him to go see him and experience him and see what all of the hype is about. Right. So he is kept behind a glass display case and... A lot of the museum members, uh, not members, I'm sorry, the employees are actually kind of creeped out by him. I have seen different things where some of them will give him offerings of like little candies and peppermints, but it's not uncommon for them to hear disembodied giggles. Mm. He'll move because they have him like in this little chair thing in the display case with like his legs crossed. And then they'll come back in the room and like his legs are uncrossed. Right. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. And they've also said that they've seen his facial expression change. Mm. Um, and I believe the autos also said that they saw that too. Mm. But there is even an account that Robert actually put his little hand up to the glass on the display case. Wow. So if you want to go see Robert the doll, you can. But there are some rules that go with it. You have to be very, very polite to him. Same thing with Annabelle. Respectful. Re- very respectful. And if you want to take a picture of him, you need to ask permission. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't ask permission, he'll fuck your camera up. 
and that's been really common if you even go on youtube like you can actually see videos of it where like the second that they go to kind of like videotape him like it becomes really snowy Mm -hmm. if you're lucky your camera will work after you leave the museum Mm -hmm. there are rumors that if you don't ask his permission first or if you just try and take a picture of him in general that he'll curse you that i don't believe but you have to ask his permission Mm -hmm. some people may ask well how do you know if he gives you a yes or a no it's true you know, and I think like if you're psychic, you'll get a vibe and you'll know. And if he doesn't want you to, but at least if you're being like polite and respectful and you ask, chances are your picture just won't save or your camera will get snowy or something like that. <coughs> it's also said that if you ask Robert a question, he will answer you accurately. And some people can say that he can predict the future, hmm. but he will do so in the form of a nightmare. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I am okay. I do not need a Robert the Doll nightmare. I'm good. Yeah. Um... So it is really important to try and say thank you to him, be very respectful, but if you actually look at the wall behind his display case, there is a gang of apology letters that people have sent him because they've gone in and they've been disrespectful or they took his picture without permission and all of these different things and he's tormented them and caused them nightmares and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Shit. Right? So you have to be really nice and respectful and not be a douchebag. There are some things that say if you actually just even talk about him, that you're, like, summoning him, like, into your life. I think that's more just because he's... I don't know if I would call him demonic or not, but, you know, if you talk about a spirit enough, it's like it can hear you, you know what I mean? So I remember in January, after your surgery, uh, work husband was over with his boyfriend, and we all, well, four of us, had dinner together. Yeah. And we we ended up talking about Robert the Doll because... um, Jason is from there. And so we were talking about Florida. We talked about manatees. We ended up talking about Robert the Dom. So so they left, and they stopped at 7-Eleven up the street before heading home, and it's got those little Amazon lockers there, and it says on there, Hi, I'm Robert. And work husband was like, What in the fuck is this? And he had to, like, text me a picture. I'm like, He heard us. And that, oh, wait, wait. One more thing. Robert the Doll was actually the inspiration for Chucky from Child's Play. Oh, wow. But he also just has his own uh, movie franchise now called Robert. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. I think there's actually three movies. I've only seen the first one, and it's so dumb. Oh, okay. It's so dumb, but you know what? I enjoy bad horror movies. Like, I appreciate them for what they are. I feel like they're their own crappy art form, you know? Yeah. Um, They do have a good amount of the information accurate. Like, this actually, I think, takes place in England, so it's not exactly the same, but they've got, like, you know, the spiteful uh, servant and how, like, she got Robert. So, like, some of the things were there. So they they did their research, so I'm like, all right, all right. So that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. So, and that is Robert the Doll. Wow. Well, there's your spooky dolls for this Halloween season. For right. sure, don't have any nightmares. Yeah, I don't yeah, wish yeah. them on you at all, but... Right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many, like, instances of haunted dolls. There's so, so many of them. Like, I feel like Annabelle and Robert are some of the more famous yeah, ones. Yeah, for sure. But there's actually, like, a good handful of famous haunted dolls. There's even, like... Whole things on eBay and Etsy now where you right. can just yes. buy them. Like yeah, so I've it's seen that. it's totally a thing. But also dolls are just inherently creepy. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. They, they truly are. They really are. They're inherently creepy. And so it's just like this whole thing which kind of just brought me to like why dolls? Why are dolls creepy? Why are they haunted? And the first thing when I started kind of like thinking about this a little bit more, I was doing some Googling. There is straight out instructions 
on how to get a doll possessed online. Oh, come on. I don't uh, know why that even surprised uh, me. Yeah, I don't right. know why. Exactly. I didn't do a ton of research into it or as to like what's like what they say. What yeah. they say, but I did look at one mostly because I thought that the um, website was funny. It's called to How to Adult. Mm. which is just like I feel like there really needs to be a manual on that but I thought it would be more about teaching you how to like file your own taxes not really tell you about how, how to get a doll. A, yeah. a doll possessed but honestly like it wasn't really too far off it was very like straight to the point then the instructions seemed accurate yeah. it said get a doll like go get one or go into your old ones or something and start talking to it mm. and like give it a name blah 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 see if you get a vibe permit and then from there, you can get a Ouija board and talk to it that way or talk to it with the pendulum. See if you can pick up any spirit that's surrounded or around your house and ask them if they want to live in the doll. Mm. And then you, like, give it offerings wait, to, wait, like, wait. entice you it. You didn't want to give instructions, but now you're giving instructions. I didn't say I didn't want to give instructions. Did I? I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I said I didn't want to read a bunch of the instructions because there was, like, a gang of websites about this. Like, it actually tripped me out. Mm. But then I was talking about, like, you give it offerings and stuff. But this that's what really disclaimer, cracked me up. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Don't fucking do this. You guys are smarter than that. But anyway. Here's my, but here's my thing. You know, when you're a little kid, you're talking to your doll. Exactly. Come on. You really are. You know? Let's face it. <laughs> right? That's creepy. But right listen, to, li this one just cracked me up, though. It said, like, after giving offerings, it said make sure that you do nice things for it. Like, give it a good view to look at. Like, put it in a window so it has a, has a nice view Ugh. to, like, entice the spirits. I don't know. I just thought that was funny because you could just... I can imagine the, just the doll, like, sipping its coffee in the morning going, rolling green, beautiful hills. God, life is good. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? looking out that window. <laughs> Who can I fuck with today? Right? But little kids do talk to their dolls. That's and right. they give them names. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But I think that also comes to the concept, at least with me, that I believe that we can create spirits. Like, I don't think that spirits are just there. Like, yeah, energy can't be, like, created or destroyed. It can just be changed. And I think that that goes for just not scientifically, but spiritually. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's always, like, loose energy around and stuff. But if you want to summon something and create it, you can. And so I think that's where some of that comes from. Wow. Um, I had a T-Rex that my aunt made me because I, I saw a lot of spirits when I was a little kid. So I was kind of a pain in the ass because I never slept. I never wanted to sleep in my own room. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I made my dad sleep in my room with me a lot when I was little because I saw a lady behind my door, mm -hmm. all these other things. But my aunt crocheted me a big T-Rex, and his job was to eat all of the scary things. Oh, cool. So I would talk to him as I was falling asleep, and I would talk to him when I would see the lady behind the door and stuff like that. When spirits would come in my room, I would talk to him and ask him to like protect me and go eat them and stuff like that. And it did help. And that's essentially how you, like, use gargoyles now like you know right. like when after i've learned more about magic and witchcraft i'm like oh so like basically he was my first gargoyle mm -hmm. so yeah. i think he's I actually gargoyles. like still in my grandmother's closet oh, or wow. in, my, in her attic that's crazy but go get that doll right that yeah. i want him but so that that's where that kind of came from but you know there is like phobias um that people are have not just doll phobias but it's anything that's like humanoid i can shine some light on that mm-hmm we all like whenever you look at mannequins or like anything that somewhat resembles a human or anything humanoid and like it just like gives you the the like the heebie-jeebies that's mm -hmm. basically your brain telling you like Something's this not right. like this may look human and you may think it like almost might be a person but it's not so like mm -hmm. danger danger will yeah. robinson danger yeah kind of shit it's 
because it's like there's like all these like psych, psych psychological studies on it now. Yeah. But it's also kind of a new thing because it's just gotten to the part that dolls have become that lifelike to trigger that in us. Mm. But yeah, it's our brains catching that and being like, this looks human, but it's not. And a lot of what that comes from is because dolls are devoid of emotion. Mm -hmm. So they're not giving us any emotion. So our brain is seeing it and waiting for some kind of social cue and it's not giving us one. Mm -hmm. Um, which is super fucking creepy, but I think dolls were creepy before that too, because that's a more recent thing once they become more realistic. But what is, I think where a lot of this comes from is from Victorian morning dolls. Mm. Have you ever heard of those? I haven't heard of those, no. So I remember once hearing that like dolls were originally created to house the spirits of the dead. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of it and I read it somewhere and for the life of me it took me forever to try and find anything about it when I started actually looking for it recently. But what I did find was Victorian morning dolls. This wasn't how dolls were originally created, but I do think that this is going to shine some light on this idea and here where haunted dolls come from. Is that Back in the day, like, in the Victorian era, we had a lot of weird death rituals. Yeah, yeah a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah, there, there was yeah. a lot of weird shit. So there was, especially because back then, like, it was very common that di- kids died really early, yeah, you know? because of all the disease and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. And so what they started doing is they would make mourning dolls that looked like the kids. Wow. And they would make them, like, out of the kids' hair. Oh, no. And they would even, like, dress them in the kids' clothes. In some instances, they would put them in the baby's crib. So I feel like at some point, like, I do feel like this was kind of initially created as a way of finding closure and coping with death. And then I think it just became super fucked up and people were just walking around with this doll instead of their kid. It was said that even when children were still alive, they would be gifted dolls that would look like them. So on the off chance, if the kid died, the spirit would hopefully go back to the doll because it looked like them. So they'd recognize it and find it as familiar. Mm. as like a way of seeking comfort wow but yeah wow. and you know the victorian pe- stage there that period they also did that post-mortem photography yeah thing, which was like you gotta be fucking kidding me some of that stuff is really crazy when you look at it i can't tell you yeah. can't tell which one is the, the live one which one is the dead one yeah i know sometimes it's very deceiving i'm like what the fuck i wonder if that like was there was there like morticians back then? Was this like you just yeah. had to do it while they were fresh and they would just sit up straight because of rigor mortis? Like... No, they had these contraptions to hold them up in the back. They had these like mm. these metal bars and stuff that would, you know, you always usually see them leaning on a chair or leaning on a person and that's, yeah. but they had these like contraptions to put to help them stand up. Got you. I mean, they had a really interesting way of coping with with death that I think for the most part they kind of did because I mean there was just so much death yeah. around that time and there a lot was... of. A lot of the death took place in the home. Yes, the funerals of course it did. Yeah, took yeah. place in the home. So like little kids were like used to it too. Like they weren't weirded out no. by dead bodies and stuff. It's just like kind of crazy to think of, about part that. Of their livelihood, like mm-hmm. their life. But yeah, I mean, I find it interesting when looking at those pictures that there's sometimes there's like two or three kids that are dead. You know, in the picture, like what yeah. the fuck happened here? What the hell went wrong? You know, so yeah, it's really interesting. Really, really mm-hmm. interesting times. Interesting times. And I kind of liked that period, but now, I don't know. And you know what? I liked it when I was a kid, and I think it's just because, like, I romanticized it the same way yes. I did, like, the Renaissance era and medieval era. And then, like, the more you learn about it, like, it first off, a, mm, no as a bath. woman, I'm very glad I'm grown, growing up now. Yes, yes. Um, But also, just, like, the medical practices were horrific. Yeah. Like, all sorts of stuff. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. You couldn't take a bath. Woo! 
Yeah, if only if you're rich, you know, you mm -hmm. can take a bath more than once a week or whatever. But everybody else just like did the French Whippers bath, you know, just sprayed perfume or whatever. Mm hmm. Wow. Well, and there's like a really funny meme that's kind of going around right now. It's like being an old timey doctor must have rocked. Like, looks like you have ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. Yeah, yeah. But that was kind of the fucking medical yeah, practice. Yeah, you remember when we went to New Orleans, that that pharmacy we went to? Oh uh, yeah. They, they were treating turned. people with cocaine and heroin and, and the whole kit caboodle. Yeah. A headache. They were giving you what? Heroin or, or mm -hmm. cocaine, right? Well, I'll fucking get rid of it real Shit. fast. Yeah, so they get rid of it real down. fast. Holy <laughs> shit, yeah. So yeah, that's so interesting. T interesting times. They even sure. like I think the surgeons were barbers back then too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, it, what they, they weren't was. really like the pharmacists were also doctors. doctors. Yeah, it was really interesting. Oh man. Well, as much as 2020 sucks, I'm glad to be alive now instead of then. I right? suppose. Right. But damn yeah. Damn there we yeah. go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell to the end. I guess that puts it into perspective. Yeah. It sure does. So that's what I got going on. All right. Well, we wish you a safe journey. Happy Halloween, you guys. It happy is the most Shadow Fest. Happy Samhain's. Wonderful time of the year. It is. It is. It is our season, right? Mm -hmm. It's the season of the witch. It is the season of the witch. Enjoy it. This Enjoy Halloween's it. a blue moon, too. I know. It's going to be a powerful moon. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a powerful ritual. Yeah. What we're doing with our coven this weekend. And uh, we'll be thinking about all of you out there. So set your intentions. Uh, don't forget to set out your spirit plate. Make some food for your ancestors. Leave right. that out. Do your ancestral altar mm -hmm. to honor the, those who have crossed over. Absolutely. And we will be thinking about all of you guys on that night. Absolutely. Who's your shout out to tonight, Miss Monica? I had two of my students come to visit me on Sunday. And please forgive if I don't get your name right. I think it's Bryson or it's something with a B. I am so sorry. But I know Andy... Is my is the other counterpart? So my shout out is to those. Thanks for coming to see me. It was so good to see you, and welcome back to California. That's awesome. My shout out is to my friend Courtney and work husband, aka Hovic, because he does have a name. I loved it. Someone actually came into Green Man and couldn't remember what his name was, and they're like, "You're the work husband," uh -huh. and that made me. Super excited. I was incredibly thrilled by that. So, guys, please, if you go into Green Man, be nice to Hovick and everything. But please just call him Shauna's work husband. I would appreciate that. We're going to get him a name tag that says that. Um, but him and Courtney totally helped me out and kept me sane the other night. Um, my sweet little dog, Mesmer, got really, really sick. And she's the apple in my eye. She's doing better. Thank God. With one eye. Yeah. She's the apple the of one, my one eye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My little hairless Cyclops puppy. Yes. Um, but she's, yeah, she's really sick on Monday. That was a little scary. And they both, like, just kept me sane and hung out with me and made sure that everything was good until Ricky got home and until that we could go to the vet and stuff. And I just, I really appreciate that. Otherwise, I probably would have just been, like, in a fucking puddle on the floor, like, driving Mesmer crazy. Because yeah. she would have been like, I already don't feel good. And now you're just driving me nuts. Right. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And on that note... Mary meet, Mary part, and Mary, Mary meet, meet again. again.